You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says. No? Oh, you could. <laughs> Welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of the Battle Ready broadcast. I told you I would surprise you if you weren't ready. <laughs> I am not ready, as always. Of Hang course on just a minute. Not. I've got to get my well, What we're going to talk about today is Second Chronicles, the end of chapter 32 and chapter 33. So see, it's special Thanksgiving edition. Why do I say Thanksgiving edition? Because I have in my mind and what won't quit rolling around is the importance and the power of giving thanks and of praising God and, and being grateful to Him. And, and if you haven't lesson. been somebody that does that so, a lot, we're, we're going to encourage you to be thankful it's every It's a big day, deal. Not just on Thanksgiving, it's a big deal. but every day. So this is one of those things, as we talked about in Sunday school this morning, that you can build into your spiritual life. It should be part of your daily routine. I don't mean to use the Bible in any kind of way that is like selfishly motivated or any kind of like, I don't like doctrines like that, that are like, pray this and you'll get this or this will automatically happen if you do that. But there are keys in the scripture that are life changing. Like the concept of giving in the scripture is life changing. And it's not because God needs your help. God is self-sufficient. God has got everything you have comes from him to start with. But when you give the way the Bible tells you to, you are your life changes. You are blessed. You benefit from that. You benefit from that. And Thanksgiving is one of those things as you well. Know, There's power in Thanksgiving. Have you ever noticed that sometimes it feels like God's things don't make sense to us, therefore we don't like them? Because they're not natural. They're not right. You have they're to not automatic. you have to put aside what you want, what you think is right mm-hmm. to do what God wants. But everything that you do that way, He blesses you for that obedience don't you think and mm-hmm. i think that's what you said but how to say yeah just, i don't know it just kind of it knocks on the door of your brain a little bit different when you think about i don't want to do those things Mm-mm. most of what god wants me to do is contrary to my human nature which should tell us something right up front but he doesn't when, think like us but when His ways i do are not those ways, things right? that are contrary to my human nature and i put aside myself to do what he wants done I'm the one that benefits. Always, I benefit from that. And I'm not going to reteach the Sunday school lesson we taught, but You're what you said is perfect because the the part I want to fo- focus on for the story of Hezekiah and the end of his life is the sacrifice of Thanksgiving. And I, I read that this morning in Sunday school where the people mm-hmm. are listening, don't worry, I'm not going to go through everything again. But I am going to talk about that sometimes Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. And, and Jonah said that in the belly of the whale. And David said that in the backside of the wilderness waiting on God to deliver. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. And we lose in 2023, the idea of a sacrifice is kind of foreign and unfamiliar. But a sacrifice is when something has to die, has to give up its life and its will, right? In obedience to God. Sorry. Yes. And sometimes that's what thanks feels like. And I'm not going to get all... I'm not going to apologize for emotions, but I'm not going down this to make you sad. When I was coming across the hill, this is what I was praying and talking to God with about. But I thought Thanksgiving is not easy at a certain point in your life. Because when you look around the Thanksgiving table and people that you love, and I'm not saying that to get emotional, but people that you love with all your heart are not there. 
saying thanks is an act of the will mm -hmm. because you are grateful for the, the young ones around the table and the people that are still here and you love them with all your heart, but your heart is torn in half and it's like because what you said there's yesterday. part of you that goes, but wait, it's not right now. Well, see, but that's, right? but that's what you said yesterday because we had our family, um, our side of the family thing mm -hmm. yesterday. It was very wonderful. It was great. Wonderful. But at the end of it, we were talking, we had the same discussion a little bit and you mm -hmm. said, aren't you glad? Or, I don't know, it was kind of an mm -hmm. example that Rick's mom and dad didn't quit. Give in to that despair. Yeah, because if you yeah. quit, then you don't leave anything for your kids. They were in the same spot we are now, mm -hmm. and yet they chose gratitude, mm -hmm. right. and they chose joy. And to have everybody and there, to have everybody and to have together. fun, and to laugh, and find something new to do. And it's a choice you make of the will. It is a sacrifice mm -hmm. of Thanksgiving. I agree. I agree. That comes to a point. And now, now, don't forget to, and I don't want to, yeah. I'm not changing the subject. No, you're not. I, I want us to get I'm into this, about but this. actually go, come back, because um, just in case you weren't with us last week, we have come through chapter 32. We have the king of Assyria knocking at the door of Judah, the southern kingdom. Hezekiah has very strongly and very firmly says said, he was closer to God than even David. Mm -hmm. That's that, what, what a statement. That is the, what a King statement. King Hezekiah lived closer and was more dedicated than even David even was. David. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a king we this is a bright spot in the history of Israel like we've been waiting for for 33 chapters, chapters in yes. another book. Yes. To see somebody follow God the way Hezekiah does with his whole heart. That's what the Bible says, with his whole heart. heart. And he meant it. And he does. He cleans up things, he put things mm -hmm. back in order. He withstood the Assyrians and you. I, the Assyri I like Assyrians come against him and God says, and if you go back in the book of 2 Kings, where it's also Around the same 19. account of this story, God says, they're not even going to shoot an arrow they're over not, your and wall. They didn't. They're not going to touch you with their like claws that you climb the walls. I'm going to destroy the Assyrians and he did. for Hezekiah. And he did. 180,000 of them in and, one night. And exactly the way he said he would send him home to die at the hands of his own children, it's that's exactly, exactly what, what happened. happened to him. Right. So God miraculously so protects I don't want Hezekiah. I don't want to lose that point don't lose because that. Yeah. He, I want us to come back through. He's a good Now king. he's done all these things and he, uh, what I think is one of the, I don't know. This is one of those example things that I particularly like about Hezekiah is when he truly didn't have a clue what to do. And it seems you're truly outnumbered. And this is true. These people have destroyed everything else they've come in contact with. Hezekiah takes their announcement or their letter that they sent mm -hmm. and he just lays it out on the altar at God and says, I, I don't hear. I don't know what to do with this. Help me. I love that. I wish... I was I smart enough to do that every time I don't know what to do. Just say here, God, I, I don't know what I need to do. Help me know what's the right thing. And he does, and God honors that, and, and he gets, you know, you even said history teaches that too. That's not just biblical, mm -hmm. and I think that's an important note to make. Um, but now we're in chapter 32, and we're about, I don't know, what, 23? I think I marked it at 23. You hear, you hear men like Hezekiah referred to as heroes of the faith. And I know what they mean when they say that. I wouldn't argue with someone who said that. But I think there's only one hero of the faith. And that's Jesus. Because what we get in today is the humanity of Hezekiah. And there is always that. <laughs> it's a human king. It is not God yet. Until Christ comes, there is no perfect king. And some people scorn it and laugh at the Bible for that because of the things that are in here. It didn't, we didn't have, they didn't have to put that in. 
the failures of, of every person they do because that's the point. Every person is flawed and fails and is not the perfect example of the one that's coming. Christ is the perfection. Right? But I think sometimes people dismiss the Bible a lot because they feel like, well, look what that that guy did this, but then look what he did. And, you know. Another reason I started with Thanksgiving, though, is because I think it's very easy to only focus on the things that we define as the blessings of God to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think where Hezekiah gets where he has this little failing, which, by the way, he repents of and is restored mm -hmm. to God. He does. But where he has this little failing is how much value and importance he puts on the here and now. Yeah. Right? Like, and we all do that. And when he does that, he loses sight of the fact that God has a much bigger plan than our minds can wrap around mm -hmm. and understand. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about us personally. Mm -hmm. Until you lose part of your heart that way. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. you don't realize how much you place importance on the here and now. I know I've done that, and how it can wreck your entire world. I've done that when you feel like you are missing something, or you've been cheated of something. Because I was very angry of something. and said, "God, you can fix this situation. It wouldn't take nothing." Yeah. But that's not to fix. So uh, I was thinking, coming across the hill, I was thinking, my dad got sick and he was in the hospital. Thanksgiving of that year. Mm -hmm. He was in Columbus. I, could, I remember because we didn't eat Thanksgiving dinner for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that. And he, he was sick. And then just before Christmas, he died. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that it's when I just went through our Thanksgiving yesterday. I'm not doing not it for that, that reason. Sneezy. Sneezy. But I'm going to say, when I just went through Thanksgiving yesterday, it's very easy to say, well, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it, this hurts like too that. much, mm -hmm. and right, and then it could also ruin Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it has. You sit around Christmas and you think this is not what it's supposed to feel like. Some, something is wrong. I get the struggle Hezekiah goes with when he's faced with the prospect of his own mortality. Mm -hmm. When he's losing something, he doesn't think he can afford to lose. Mm -hmm. So I think don't just make this a Bible story of people that make are not nice. are one dimensional. You are going to face this. You're going to have mm -hmm. to decide what At you feel point. about life and how, what you're thankful for. Are you just thankful for the things that go your way? Or are you thankful for the things that don't go your way, but God is using for your good? And let's just start reading at verse 24 and talk about, All so right. Hezekiah has had this enormous victory, but then he's a human being and he's mortal and he's sick. And what I read back in Kings is that he has some sort of a boil. I wonder if it would... This is imagination, not scripture. Some kind of a cancer, some kind of a tumor. It says that it, he's got a boil that won't heal on him. Mm -hmm. And that it, 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 he is told by Isaiah the prophet, you're going to die. House in order, but and, and, it's a, and it's a blessing that God it is. sends that, So right? that's part of what we're going to read, right? But okay. Let's start at 23. Okay. Because after this victory and Hezekiah being saved from the hands of Sennacherib the Assyrian, Verse 23 says, And many brought gifts unto the Lord to Jerusalem, and presents to Hezekiah king of Judah, so that he was magnified in the sight of all nations from thenceforth. Mm -hmm. Many brought gifts mm -hmm. to the Lord, unto the Lord he has to it all, Jerusalem. Right? He right? has it all. He has done what a good king should do. Yes. All right, now. And he's a man. And he, But now we're going to find out that he's human mm -hmm. and... And you know, I've heard people. I've heard people say this, and I and I hope I can say it without getting too emotional. But I've, now Rick didn't do this, but I've heard people say, 
Well, I don't know. I worried about them because when it came time to die, they were Christian and they were nervous and they didn't want, and I don't think anybody understands how to handle that right. You know what I mean? You know I what? Mean, we, we What's that we, song? Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants, but to, nobody die. wants to die. And there's a good yeah, reason for that's that true. because it's not easy. And I think there's God, nothing easy and about I think it. God and I put it in our hearts to not want to die. Well, not, not to go back to us again. But like when he passes away between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you think, well, that makes the holiday. So there would not have been a good time to die for him no, to leave. No, it, Because it still wrecks everything. It, it's not, we think of it that way. Like, oh, I don't want him to die on my birthday. I don't want him to. There's never a time that it's easy to lose part of your heart. Mm -hmm. no, and that's not. what it is. There's never a time that, that is easy or okay. It's always going to be the so, wrong time. It's always so going to be the other, the other part of that is, right? too, not, not our conversation but everybody's conversation when people are going through that and I don't think you ever stop I've come to that conclusion it just is that's the way it's going to be mm -hmm. it's nice to remember other people sure right yep yes hey. that it, this is the human condition and it's written about in the Bible for a reason because it's not easy no, no. and it's it's easy to lose your way for a minute in the grief of that and in the humanity of that. So let me read for a minute while you get ready. It says, in, the days of in those days Hezekiah was sick to death, verse 24, and prayed unto the Lord, and he spake unto him, and he gave him a sign. Now, here it doesn't tell you about the sign, but in the book of Second Kings it does tell you about the mm -hmm. sign. Isaiah the prophet comes to him and tells him he's about to die. And Hezekiah, he tells him, you said something very important we don't want to leave out. Get your house in order. Yeah, let's go to that. Get let's your house in order. Kings 20, just real quick, because mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can miss, you got to hear the whole story a little okay. bit here. Okay. Oh, sorry. Second Kings. All right, so let's do it this way. We're going we're gonna to come back to Second Chronicles 24. Okay. But for right now, let's go to Second Kings 20. Okay. And we'll just kind of read this because... It, I think it's good that both versions are the same, but they give a little bit of more detail over here. Okay, so 2 Kings chapter 20 says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. And he turned his face, that's Hezekiah, to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Not happy. Have you ever turned your face to the wall? Absolutely, I've turned my face to the wall. I've, had the, I've turned my face to the wall and said, Lord, don't you remember? Mm -hmm. All the things we've done. <laughs> wouldn't it be better if you, <laughs> yeah. if you, wouldn't it be a better idea of instead of what you're doing, if, if, if you would let us continue to work and he'd let us continue to prosper and continue to grow. I've turned my, turning your face to the wall to me is such a, such a powerful picture of that moment when you absolutely feel, feel. It's not a fact. It's a feeling. Cheated. Mm-hmm. And sorrowful and, and, and minute, minute, full of grief. Minute, wait a minute, wait a it's minute. It's that moment of yep. grief. And so Hezekiah says to him, But Lord, remember, I, I did what you asked me. Mm -hmm. I, right? I put up with the criticism. I put up with the pe Hezekiah. I yeah. put up with the people who did everything Doubted they could it. to stop me. Mm -hmm. 
I put up with, uh, he's crazy, you, the Lord. Assyrians are at yeah. the door, and he says don't talk to them, but you know There's they a, knocked everybody else out of the existence. No offense, and I don't mean this offensive. There's an arrogance and a pride in that, mm -hmm. that God, he's long-suffering over. He doesn't mm -hmm. harm him in this moment. He doesn't ridicule he doesn't him, at him in this in moment. This moment for this. But there's a pride in that saying, like, Lord, don't you need me? Mm-hmm. Right? Don't you remember how important I am? And, and but but that, that comes from that idea that all there is that matters is now. And all that there is is this part of life. And like honestly, what God is offering him, and I know it's hard to view it this way, yeah. is a promotion. You went from great king and blessed king to living with me mm -hmm. forever. Right? But we don't see it that way. We cling so tightly to what's right here because it's all we know is right here. That's all we know. And whether we want to admit it or not, we're That's terrified true. of what's to come. We don't know. Nobody. We know what God has said, and we have to trust what his word says. But you have no personal knowledge of that. So you think, I want to hold on mm -hmm. to what I know. Mm -hmm. And that's what Hezekiah is doing. And, right? and, and here's the thing that I'm going to say this. This is way far out there, but I'm going to say this anyway. In that 15 years that he gets, because God says, okay, you know, came to pass, verse 4, it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out of the middle court. So before he even gets away from the place where he's at, um, he the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. And then he says, gracious. and I will add unto thy days 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. So God gives him 15 more years. Now what you don't think about what Isaiah doesn't know here is he's going to have a son in that 15 years. It's going to be the worst king ever until he finds God. But he, if he, ha if looking back, looking back on hindsight, if he'd have just said, "Okay, thank you, God, I'll I'll do this," which nobody would do, <laughs> he wouldn't. That wouldn't have happened to this people that he loves so much. Maybe. Possibly, right? Maybe. Possibly, but you can do that. I mean, people do that. They look back and they go, "Well, look what happened here, and look what happened there, and look what." But God knows what He's doing. God didn't have each, to each his sign, mind. each each they have a choice to make. But I agree with you. Each king, there, there are things that we ask God for mm -hmm. that God allows because He's a loving Father mm -hmm. and He wants to do good things for His children. But sometimes the things we ask God for are not the best things for us, and sometimes the things that we think are horrible from the Lord are mm -hmm. the best thing that could have ever happened. I think that's definitely true. But I think it, it, God is wise enough to know and understand and cover our ignorance. Mm -hmm. He's wise enough to know that when I ask wrong, mm -hmm. that a no is okay to say, and then I'll, I'll have to deal with it. Or that an okay is to say, but what God has said is going to come to pass, is going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. I don't think we change. I... God will change his it's mind. The Bible says we can ask and be answered. He's going to harm other people. For we're not going to change faith. the plan. Mm -hmm. And we're safe to ask God what we will. And we're safe I to say. I believe that. I think we're safe. I think he, so 
I always revert back to this, forgive me. I'm not saying anything bad or good about the book. But when they wrote, when um, Rick Warren wrote The Purpose-Filled Church, mm-hmm. one of the things that I heard at the time that surprised me was they said, you know what he said? He said, when I'm angry, I should tell God about it. And I and I God remember I, re- I I remember very distinctly that conversation thinking, you don't think he already knows when you're angry? Why would you not tell him, hey God, I you know, I I don't I don't know I don't with understand respect. this with respect. I mean, I have with pushed that border. Yeah. I pushed that line a little bit, and I and I'm sorry for that. I'll say that publicly. There's a fear of God that is But I, when you realize that, wait a minute, I don't talk to God like this. <laughs> you know, but I've There's done also that. being honest. Hezekiah is being very He's human being very and honest. very honest. Please, please don't let this happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know what? Spiritually, he's ready for his death mm-hmm. because we've seen his walk with God be strong mm-hmm. and honest and right. He says, like no other king, he says, with his whole heart, mm-hmm. he seeks after the mm-hmm. Lord. He's ready He's, he's just so not good. ready. He just doesn't want to leave. He's not anymore. ready, and he doesn't want to leave. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that, too. I get that. I, I had many conversations with my dad about that very thing. Mm-hmm. My dad would say, "It's I am not afraid to die. I know that I'll be with God when I die, mm-hmm. but there's so much more I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Or he would say, I'm not afraid to die. I don't want to be separated. Mm-hmm. I get that now. I get that right? now. Right? I get that now. But what, what I don't want you to miss when you go back to this story and what's in 2 Kings, it's not in 2 Chronicles, is the sign they mm-hmm. refer to in 2 Chronicles. So Isaiah says to him, uh, What sign would you like to know that God has heard your prayer and that he's going to do what you ask him to do? And he said, Would you like the sundial to go forward mm-hmm. so many degrees, or would you like it to go back? 10 degrees. Hezekiah says, well, it's going to go forward 10 degrees no matter what God says, right? It always goes forward. Mm -hmm. So let's make it go back. And the God who built the universe, Mm -hmm. let the the sun go back back on the sundial, shine backwards in time 10 degrees, which would literally mean that the earth spinning went back. Mm -hmm. And science, You know, I just see it like this little ball, like a basketball you roll on your finger. Is going this way, God went, okay. But think about what it took for that to happen. Oh, and think about why science says <laughs> and it that happened. couldn't happen, mm-hmm. number one. And um, think about also that there is a glitch in time there of is. some sort in science that they, I can't think of what they call it, uh-huh. but where they can't define, what is it, a half a day? 10 degrees was half a day. I, I, don't, I, I can't remember I don't how remember much 10 details. degrees was, but whatever but it, it is. But it shows up in other cultures, it shows not up, just Israel. It shows up in science, mm-hmm. and they can't figure out how did time mess up. And, and that way, here it is. There's another place he Went does back, that too. He did it for, he, he held the sun in place, or it, it, what would be was stop the earth from spinning mm-hmm. for Joshua. Josh, okay. In a battle. And he extended the hours so that they could gain the victory. And this one, he rolled it backwards. This one, he rolled it backwards. Hey. How do you do it? I don't know. I don't miss smart. the sign. That was something else. But that but was But he said sign. in Hezekiah's day, there was a sign. He, and the and Lord I guess the thing sign. I want to say about that, forgive me, because I'm going to belabor this Now, if you're Hezekiah, do you know how big a deal that is? I, or do you just think God moved a shadow? And like today, we know what it would have taken to move that shadow. You wonder, like, how would he have 
How would he have perceived that sign? sign? It's not much of a sign if it goes the way it's supposed to. <laughs> right. right. So as, as said, it's going to keep right. going. That's not going to be I think of a sign. Isaiah meant we'd move it all at once, but he's like, the sign always gives it. What'd you say? Keeping the commitment is still My sister well, Kate just true. had a very good point. She said, even if the sun goes the way it's supposed to, that's still by the hand of God. God set up time, set up motion, set up planets. She's exactly right. It still doesn't happen. It's still a miracle when the sun dog goes the other way. But, but but Hezekiah was like, hey, let's see if we can make it go backward. God's like, that's not a big deal either. Here we go. I make it go forward. I can make it go back. So I just think it's interesting. It is. And I am belaboring the point, but I think it's interesting. Science knows it happens, but they won't give God credit for it. And they, they feel like we're a little bit too fundamental and naive and basic when we see this is what the sign was. I don't need them to, to reinforce it, though, because the Word of God says that that means it's right. Everything that has told me that I can measure, can be examined, can be explored, always proves to be true. I have no problem just taking the Bible's word for it, that God did exactly what he said do. he would do. But there do. are supports for that, that, that help people to understand and come to faith. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's enough. He it said is he enough. It is. And that... I. And that's why we have battle ready, simply to believe what it says. Here it is. Right. We're not making any more of it or any less of it. It's just interesting that we as a society have decided God can't do stuff. God can do whatever he wants <laughs> God to. God can do whatever he wants at any point. So we're back now to Second Chronicles, and we're back to verse 24. And we're 25. Back we just up. read that one. Read 25. Uh, 25. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. Let's talk about that, too. Let's discuss discuss this heart lifted up. uh Lifted up in pride. Rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him. Okay, you've been given 15 extra years. And you've been With those 15 years, what are you going to do? What's going to be the focus that you have in those 15 years? Up until this not... He's been knocking it out of the ballpark. Mm -hmm. He has 15 more years to bring glory to God in his actions. But his heart gets lifted up a little bit right here. And I don't know if his heart gets lifted up because of the riches, because of pride that God thought I was so special. He spun the dial back, spun the dial back for me. I don't know what causes his heart to be lifted up, but we do know what he did. And we know it. We were just going to tell you this. This comes from both kings and and, uh, this place. It tells you that. What happened was ambassadors came. Ambassadors came from Babylon to check out. Now, we just told you a few verses ago that he's known everywhere Mm -hmm. and gifts are being sent. And this stopping of the Assyrians has gotten the attention of the world, Mm -hmm. right? People people are honoring him as a king. He didn't stop the Assyrians. God God stopped the Assyrians. Mm -hmm. But when that starts coming in, I don't know if that's what causes him to be lifted up or just so You've only got a short period of time. So wait. So you think I'm going to do what I want to do while I'm still here? So wait a minute. So when when we said so Scripture uses that phrase a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. His heart was lifted up. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you take that to be? Do you take that to be um, pride? Do you take that to be what taking form credit for that everything pride? That's I know happened? that it's pride, but what form is that taking? Where's that coming from? I mean, I'm telling you what. If if 
If God had blessed me the way he blessed Hezekiah, I'd probably be much worse, probably much more lifted up in pride. He recognizes his pride when he's rebuked by Amos and by Isaiah, and he repents and comes back to the right place in his thinking. But you can see why when God has blessed him so much. I, I wrote down and I, I go verse by verse when I'm going, you know, going through the scripture, just to remind me what each verse says. And I started in verse 26 and I wrote down, God blessed him all his days. 27, extremely blessed him all his days. 28, and he blessed him even more. And 29, he's really, really blessed. <laughs> in verse 30, right? And you're just like, blessed, 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 blessed. And, and blessed, it's very easy to think, I'm blessed because I'm special. Blessed right? being in You know what? He's blessed um, because he recognized and gave gave credit and glory and honor to the God that did all these things. You know what God asks us of? If you want to just boil it down, there like why again. there's this is power in this Thanksgiving, morning. why there's power in this, you either live a life that acknowledges God or you don't. And a life that acknowledges that all of these things come from God and God alone, my salvation, my life, my breath, this planet, everything in creation, I acknowledge God and give him glory for that's Thanksgiving. That's where the power is. And God won't stop pouring blessing on him because of it. But then Satan's good trick Trickster. and his good twist is to say the reason for these blessings is your goodness. Good. You did the right Your values, you your leadership. Did you did these things. You, right? you. you must be much better than other people because look how much God has blessed you. You are blessed because you acknowledge where the blessings come from. And it gets mm -hmm. twisted in our pride and it gets twisted in our humanity. Mm -hmm. And it is common unto man. So when we see Hezekiah do this, see yourself. See yourself thinking, boy, you know what What Jesus say when he talked about the publican and the Pharisee? And the Pharisees, I thank you, oh God, when he's praying, that I am not like that other guy. And the, and the publican prays, God have mercy on me a sinner. This guy goes home blessed. And the Pharisee, there's no change because he was praying with himself. He was talking to himself. Yeah, God didn't know. Thank you, God, that I'm so much better than him. Is not a prayer that we need to be praying or thinking about. Yeah. If you're not careful, you say, I would never pray that prayer, but I bet you've said things like this. We should go, we should go to other countries and serve because that'll remind us how blessed we are. Now, don't be offended. I know people have said that. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is, I'm really glad I'm not like him. Mm -hmm. Isn't it wonderful that, that I'm better than that guy, that we don't have right? And you have no idea what your blessings have cost you. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, sometimes, in here it's all over. The more blessed they are, the easier they turn to that pride. The easier they turn. And, and it even says in here that God allowed this and allowed this time to test his heart. It says, verse To 26, try his heart. It says, Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah. But we, we, we forgot forget. to tell the end, and they probably don't know the end. But wait. So when he, when he invites those ambassadors, well, it's not here. Now it, now it does. Okay. And Hezekiah, verse 27. Not in the detail. But. And Hezekiah had exceeding much riches and honor, and he made himself treasures of, for silver and for gold, and for precious stones, and for spices, and for shields, and for all manner of pleasant jewels. Storehouses also... 
for the increase of corn and wine and oil and stalls for all manner of beasts and, and coats for flocks. Moreover, he provided him cities and possess. So here we go. This is all these things. The same Hezekiah also stopped the upper water course of Jehan and brought it straight you know down to is? the west side of the T- city of David. Technology and inspiration and wisdom. You know that comes from God too, right? That wasn't Hezekiah's brilliance. That was the brilliance and given Hezekiah by God. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. Mm-hmm. How be it? How be it? But mm-hmm. in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. So back to that story. Now I would, Because I, it's famous now. I take this two ways. God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. I think that's God knowing his heart, but I also think that's Hezekiah knowing his heart, right? Sometimes we got to know our heart, and we don't do a very good job of doing that until something something comes up that's not what we're expecting. That's true. So when he, when these ambassadors from Babylon, Babylon is on the rise. Here's what happens: Assyria is the most powerful empire. Babylon comes right on its heels. Babylon takes over Assyria. Assyria now works as a subculture to Babylon. They mm-hmm. they go back and forth until Persia comes, and Persia takes over both. But what what's happening during that time is that Babylon has heard of the fame of Hezekiah, his riches, his blessing, the fact that he stopped the Assyrians, most mm-hmm. importantly, mm-hmm. and they send people to find out what's going what's on with this going king. On over there? And Hezekiah goes, "Look at all. Let me show you something. Look how God. Look how. Look what God has blessed us with." Look at these riches of the temple. Look at these riches of the kingdom. Look at this technology, these waterworks, these tunnels, these these things that we've figured out how to build. We brought this river straight down into the middle of the city. Nobody has to go out and gather water anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we've got we've got the best system, the best prosperity. Look at all this. Mm-hmm. The, the places we've conquered, the gifts from all these other nations. And the Bible says that he does not withhold anything from those ambassadors. He shows them secret storehouses mm-hmm. and hidden treasures and all these things of God because he's so lifted up in the fact that look at all this and so, you would be too. So look at right? that. So look at 2 Kings chapter you would 20. Be That's where to we're be jumping the exact back same and forth. Word. 2 Kings 20, verse 12, verse 13. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the houses of his precious things, the silver, the gold, the spices, the ointments, all the house of his armor, all that was found in the treasures, there was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah showed them not. Mm-hmm. He showed them everything. My grandma would say, you don't have to tell everything you know. That's exactly what you would say. You don't have to tell everything. Just because you, you, you can keep your mouth shut about something. So things. then here comes the Isaiah the prophet, verse 14 in Second Kings 20. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, Ah, oh, they came from the car- far country, even from Babylon. And he said, Can't you just see this conversation? Yes. And and he said, What have they seen in thine house? Can't you tell me? <laughs> yes. Because you can, I can see the can expression hear. on Isaiah's face. I can. I can see Hezekiah going, Woohoo, look what we did. And Hezekiah answered, All the things that are in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures. There might have been an eye roll. I right have there. not showed them. Yeah. And don't you want... 
So in my mind, Isaiah wants to say, you idiot. But he doesn't. He He's said, not really I, an idiot. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. He was smart in many ways. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and all, and that which thy fathers have laid up in store to this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith Let's the Lord. Let's be clear about something, though. Yep. Because in Isaiah and in Amos, who's also at this time, God tells them why all those treasures will be carried off. And it's not Hezekiah's fault. And of thy sons thou shalt issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the kings of Babylon. And I think the entire book of Isaiah is an indictment of Israel and Judah and why Mm -hmm. they are being carried away. And what's he saying? And he could have protected that kingdom from Babylon in the exact same manner that he protected them from Assyria. Yes, this is foolish. To show them everything. And yes, it was his heart lifted up in pride that he wants to show them everything. But God could have preserved that kingdom just the same way he did before. The reason he doesn't is because what occurs next after Hezekiah passes away is a return to all that evil and all that folly and all that idol worship that had been going on in Hezekiah's father's day. One more time, the cycle repeats. And God says, because you have chosen to serve these other gods, I have to allow you to make that choice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to step in and stop. I'm going to bring these people to your gates. You're going to have to see that that won't work, mm-hmm. that this is going to play out the way it's going to play out. He, they've already been told, get this, from Deuteronomy, this yes, is going to happen. Absolutely. When you do these things, this when you turn to this is the, what you have chosen. Yes, it was foolish. Mm-hmm. You but, know what? Listen to what Hezekiah does. Hezekiah doesn't. He doesn't get mad. He says, verse 19 of Second Kings 20, Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? It's not going to happen while you're here, Hezekiah, because you've tried. And God is merciful. Mm-hmm. His mercy endureth forever. His mm-hmm. grace is on those who seek him. And with seeking with their whole heart. This is what Hezekiah has done. Even this foolishness. He learns his own heart. He learns his own heart. It was a dumb thing to do. It was a dumb thing Honestly, to do. Honestly, it was a dumb thing to do. But how many things but do we do in our at lives? At the same that are dumb time to do when we don't know it till later. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole blame of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's not Hezekiah's fault that the nation re- returns. To its sin, and it backslides back the way it came, which it does right now. Right, right. The, very next. Very it next really king. does. It's the next, very next coming. Well, I happens. think it's interesting. If if you just want to compare something interesting, look at the death of men. Mm-hmm. Look at the death and the way that they die. Hezekiah dies, and it says in verse thirty three that and Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the chiefest of the sepulchres of the sons of David. He's in the highest place of honor. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did honor at his death, did him honor at his death, and Manasseh, his son, reigns in his stead. And if you skip over, just for a minute, we're going to talk about Manasseh in 33, but if you skip over the end of 33, it says that, um, and, and verse 22, but he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. At that Wait, that's Ammon. Let's go back here to his death. Manasseh's death is in 20. So Manasseh slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house. Mm-hmm. 
He didn't. He didn't even get to be with the house of David. I remember some of the kings and Ammon, about, his son, didn't even get buried with the kings. Some of them didn't get buried with the kings. Some of them were buried. They're so dishonorable, so disreputable that they're separated from that honor that should come at the end of the man of God's life because they're not men of God. They're, they've turned their back on the Lord in in a mighty way. But it's just interesting. Think about when he dies. They didn't say, "Oh, you've been a terrible king because you invited the people about." It. He's honored mm-hmm. for his heart and God. I'm just wanting to say there is not a perfect king. There is, there is not, not a perfect until person comes. until Jesus comes. That's exactly who is right. But the difference, I think, in some of these kings is, like David, when he heard what the prophet said, he didn't start making excuses. And we've seen kings that have start making excuses. Well, it's not really my fault. It's their fault. And it's, you know, we are seeing they just, they get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, no, that was me. And I have to suffer this, and I have to do whatever. But that was me. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in that, mm-hmm. and that the will of the Lord is not always that we continue here forever without any problems. The will of the Lord is sometimes He's going to call me home, mm-hmm. and that should have been okay. Yeah, that should have been okay. It should have been, but I can and tell it you, it's never. I okay. know <laughs> we never get that part. That there, there is something that even as Christian human beings, we know we're going to live with the Lord. We believe that we've mm-hmm. confessed Christ as our Savior, but there is something about death that rattles us to the core. Mm-hmm. There's something about thinking that we deserve to always be healed. That's we deserve to think, always stay here. Don't you think some of that is because we weren't intended to die? I we think were created. It's a lack of we, understanding of the resurrection. We weren't create, created for that. We were created to live with God and, re, and reign with God and be I with God. That. And then sin enters the world and all that gets but messed I said, up. There are certain concepts that are from lid to lid in the scripture that absolutely change your life. I said giving is one, right? Thanksgiving is one. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not like giving to God and Thanking and praising God as a matter, a course of your life, mm-hmm. just to do that, to give him honor and reverence. But the third one, I think, death. is the concept of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I think that we will say Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again. We talk about that in a way like it's almost mythical. It's almost it's completely not a part down. of our life. It's upside down to what a king but should if you, be. If this is the king that rides in on that donkey. If this is the one that's been doing all these miracles, and it's obvious he's God, he's done all these, but then he dies. But if you read And then Acts, he raises, right? If you read Acts and Romans in the New Testament, mm-hmm. what makes them able to stand in the arena, mm-hmm. what makes them able to, to write books from prison, change to a Roman soldier before your head's removed, what makes them able to face the world's worst mm-hmm. persecution that's ever been seen, what makes them able to stand, not just stand, victoriously win over those enemies and bring Christianity as something that spreads all over the world. Mm -hmm. They believed in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. They did not think this life is all there is. Let me hold on to it with tooth and nail and claws and whatever I do. They do not think like modern Christians. Christians are all about God wants to do all these things. Prosper you. God wants to give you everything you ever want. That's not what they live for. They lived for the fact that Christ was within them. Mm -hmm. They were a part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. That this is not all there is. Mm -hmm. That there is something far better than this. And I'm telling you, they they understood that in a way I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. And I have said those things. You know, when when someone passes away, it 
you all of a sudden have to deal with that. What are you going to do with this? Do you believe what he says or not? And, and I say that a lot. That concept, but though, but that of idea, triumph over death, the triumph over death. We were at this we morning. He it, didn't just defeat Satan, Paul said in Colossians. No, he, said he, he triumphed. triumphed. Yep, that's what it's saying. In other words, that idea of this is ultimate, undeniable victory over something that terrifies me. And Christ yeah. was the first one to do it, and I'm next. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be able to triumph. We don't, we don't get that. that. We don't have enough of that being preached. That's we, a concept we we've faded of, in Christianity. Yeah, because it, it's hard to... We've made it all about right here. Again, it's, it's that thing where this is completely the opposite of what human nature says. Right, it's completely the opposite of the way the world is set up. If you're going to be remembered and honored, then you've got to rise to the top and you got to do all these things. There's, he's defeated everything by letting it kill him. There's places, and then yeah. coming back and saying, "Hey, I'm God." I and there's nothing to fear here. Yeah, it's, do your worst, Satan, because there's not, nothing yeah. to fear here. Mm -hmm. Paul would say they preached the resurrection. He'd say it that way. Mm -hmm. Because that was the whole focus enough. for him of the gospel, mm -hmm. was that if Christ can raise from the dead, what do you have to be afraid of? What can he not handle? That's why we believe him, if because he, he rose. And you saw it. We and believe that's what him. We, I mean, right? The part about the account where they see the scourging and the crucifixion and the horrible things. As bad as it can get. As it, it, when you see all that, and then you he's see that he's back, he's a triumphant. More powerful than, than before, ever. more glory from the Father than before. The never able, to do that right? again. Never to have that issue again. Right. What are you afraid what, of? Yeah, but we don't do we don't deal that right. I that's mean, I, that's I one of those concepts that we think we know that we don't know. But you better you better learn how to apply that one because the power of the resurrection is the ultimate power in the universe to get a hold of. Is the fact that I fear nothing. Because Christ defeated death. Do your worst. That's a close we walk. We win. That's a close walk. Right? That's not a... But that's a pursuit every Christian should have on their heart. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him the praise. I'm going to give him my life. Whatever I can get for him. And it'll change your life to do those things. I'm going to live in resurrection power. I'm going to mm -hmm. live in the power that Christ has defeated it all. And I'm next. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to follow in his footprints. And I get to be an example. Right? Yeah. The, um, it, what he did, he's first fruits. I'm next. Mm -hmm. So, but we don't think about death that way. Hezekiah didn't think about death that way. Nobody. But does. we should. But we should. We should. So yeah. then, if we go to 33 and we have his dirty, rotten rascal of a son, Manasseh, <laughs> born 12 years. He's 12 years old. He's 12 years old. So, Hezekiah got to live 15 more years before he died, and this boy was born Twelve. <laughs> three <laughs> years into that extended time. Mm hmm. Not only does it say he's evil, he's abominable. So What's the difference two, between evil and abominable? Verse 2. So let's start. Verse 33, or chapter 33, verse 1, Second Chronicles. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. But did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord liken to abominations of the heathens, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel? For he built again the high places, which Hezekiah his father had broken down, and he reared up altars for Balaam, and made groves, and worshipped all the host of heaven, and served them. Also he built altars Everything in the house of the Lord. Everything Hezekiah fixed, mm -hmm. Manasseh broke. 
whereof the Lord had said in Jerusalem shall my name be forever. He built altars for all the hosts of heavens in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And I guess I want to stop here. Do you realize what he's saying here? Holies of holies. He's not talking about um, something that's foreign even to us. He reared up altars. He worshiped the host of heaven. And then it says he built altars for all the host of heaven. What's he worshiping? Pantheon. Zodiac. He's the same thing we have the, what do they call it? Um, look at your sign. Tell me yeah. what your sign says. Tell me what you're, tell me what you're predicting, what my future is going to be because of the way the stars line. I mean, he's not saying something that's come, even all this time later, we still do this. We still have people, astrology, and we, you know, all that, all that science of stuff that we built the altars to. But it just amazes me that at 12 years old, He's already, I mean, he's, how do you get that place? If you have a godly this, father, why do you not want to be like your father? This host is also what will be the Greek and Roman gods. Mm -hmm. come. This mm -hmm. is who this is. What's amazing about them, if you study in-depth mythology, if you've ever studied in school, is that all these things that they serve, all these gods and goddesses, represent the worst aspects of humanity. They're like humanity to the third power, 15th power, 20th power. Mm -hmm. So the the pettiness and the the evil that you commit unto other people, all the trouble in the world, people mm -hmm. don't realize that. They accredited it to the power and the majesty of these gods that they created and served. When they make gods, they make gods in their own image mm -hmm. and their gods act like them. Mm -hmm. When the God of the universe made us in his image, we should be acting and we like should him. strive to act like he does. It's so opposite. But you but see, what Hezekiah is. did was he said to the enemy Assyrian army, mm -hmm. you come to us with all these false. We come to you. You come to us with an arm of flesh, he said, but we come to you with the one true God. God. And it worked. And it works. But what mankind would prefer is a God that they can understand, mm -hmm. a God that they can manipulate, a God that acts like me. Mm-hmm. Right? Thinks like me. Thinks like me. Does like me. I can I can relate to that. When the God of the universe does not think like you, and he does not act like you, mm -hmm. his ways are above your ways. You can't even comprehend the mind of God, yet he shares things with you, mm -hmm. and he wants the relationship with you and wants to know you. But God is so far beyond. But human beings don't like a God that they can't control, mm -hmm. because Really what you're doing when you worship the host of heaven mm -hmm. is worshiping your own power to manipulate. Because mm -hmm. I understand it. And I can way. make it do what I want. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't want a relationship. I and want a servant. Don't, and if we, don't, if we don't be careful, no offense intended, but if we don't be careful, that's what denominations do in the church of God That's what today. money does. We do it. That's why, that's what so many things, relationships that are inappropriate, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm not going to seek my happiness, my peace in God. I'm going to seek it in this person. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seek it in this job. I'm going to seek it in my bank account. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seek it in therapy. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with therapy if you need therapy. But if, if what you're looking for is answers outside of that one true God, you're not going to find them. Mm -hmm. No. You're not. You're going to find yourself, the, Paul you said might. today in Colossians, mm -hmm. your flesh is not going to be satisfied with those things. No, because it Despite be. your best effort, it's not going to be satisfied with those things. It'll, it'll, it'll appease you for a while, mm -hmm. but it's not going to keep you. So we've seen how much God blessed his father. Manasseh says, I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to go completely mm -hmm. the opposite. So that right. tells me, what that tells me with him being 12 years old, 
is that tells me there were advisors around there who didn't fully, when Hezekiah had him under control, but as soon as he's gone, they can come back and do what they, they're not always just gone. You know, it sounds like when he's reigning, Manasseh is murdered mm -hmm. by a remnant of people who know how evil he is. Mm -hmm. He's murdered by servants. Is that what you, Yeah, that's what you're referring saying, to. They, they, he will die at the hands again. Uh -huh, of people. the service. This is not the first evil king of Judah for this to be their end. That somebody no. says, we've got to kill this guy. What I'm he's saying, so though, is he's 12 years old. And some of these kings have been raised by the priests. But he reigns 55 years. Right, right. Yeah. Some of them were killed, killed by the priests. Yeah. Uh, not killed. Reigned, uh, raised by the priests. Who is surrounding him at 12 years old and then for the next 55, that he starts doing all these things? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that. And I don't know. Did it say? I didn't see it say his mother's name. Yeah, did, I didn't see it either. I looked for it today. And I think that's odd because usually the mother has some kind of influence over. But I didn't see that with Hezekiah. Don't miss verse six because this pattern we talk about. Uh, you're like I've heard this story before. You, yes, you have, over and over and over and over since First Chronicles. Two, only two you've stories, heard this story, right? but but it's verse six God says, or it's not God. and this is what Satan always does. This is what Satan requires. You know, we think we get this benefit from fitting in with the world and going the world's way. We think we're going to be so much more benefited than if we have to stick to what God has to say. Or that's how you hear people express it. Mm -hmm. The cost of this is always the same price. Mm -hmm. It has been since it's the beginning. always their children. Mm -hmm. It's always their children. Verse 6 says, And he caused his children, that's Manasseh, he caused his own children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. They were offered as burnt sacrifices. Also, he observed the times and used enchantments, used witchcraft, and dealt with familiar spirits, demons. And with wizards, he wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. But what is Satan always out to get? The babies. The, the next generation. And with, with Manasseh, we're talking about the line of Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ's ancestors, get this, mm -hmm. Christ's ancestors were burned alive mm -hmm. to babies. stop that line. From getting to Christ. Mm -hmm. They were burned alive in the valley of Hinnom. This is not the first time. Mm -hmm. We've already seen several kings That's, that have done that. Why has Satan got Manasseh all confused and wrapped up and doing all these things? Gonna, because I don't, he doesn't want Christ to come. He doesn't believe the promise. Right? Manasseh doesn't either. He can't. He doesn't want Christ but he does, to come. But he's doing everything he can to stop it. Right? Mm -hmm. It's always the same fight. It's never And it's different. always for that next and generation. Always, and notice, Manasseh's not thinking that way. He's thinking, I'm going to offer this sacrifice and I'm going to be blessed in battle, blessed with wealth. I'm going to be I, whatever benefit you think you're going to get by following this world and fitting in with all the cultures around you that are doing the same thing. But what's happening is the the most important thing Manasseh can owns, whether he realizes it or not, I don't own this wrong it. word. He gets it at the end. Is the promise God gave Abraham, right? That the, that the Messiah is coming right through his there. line. More important than anything the king owns is that lineage that it's going to get us to but Jesus. But also remember, he, that's what he has in these to kings, in these versions of the kings, there's only two choices. Yeah. You either go God's way. There's not you, very many halfways. And you turn to God's yep. thing, or you go completely the opposite way. And you still, even, even knowing all the history of his kings and the grandfathers and great, great, great grandfathers ahead of him, knowing when they lost and when they won and how they... It's it's just you always they think that you're smarter than that. But this time it'll work. And then he set verse seven, and he set a carved image, the idol which he made, which he had made in the house of God. Of the Bible which says God that's going to happen again. To David by the way. and to Solomon, his son, 
in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name? You, yeah, and it talks about the... The Antichrist well, will set himself on the throne in the Holy yes, of Holies. Yes, but who was, who was In the time the of the Maccabees. Yeah, that's a guy. I can't right? think of his name. I can't think of the... Uh, I can't think of his name. But anyway, he Antiochus, did that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. But why? I mean, there's only two choices. Two roads. There's two roads. God said, <laughs> there's two roads, Lord. But, but God said, that's my choices. house. Yeah, there's only two choices. That, that's you my either seat. believe God or it's you take on all this other stuff. Yeah. And the all the other stuff never works for very long. So verse 9, so Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err. And to do One worse. reason you're erring is because you agree with him. But the other reason you're erring is the way that they, in obedience, had their sin... Mm-hmm. roll back mm-hmm. was to come and offer an offering in that temple and in that temple is an idol mm-hmm. so even if you are not on Manasseh's side you think this is horrible you can't do what God asked you to do because you can't go to the temple because you can't go to the temple you know I wonder because in one of the stories that uh, in David's time they have the the idol up and they have the ark beside it and the idol fall I can't think which one it is but he falls the, down the Philistines Dagon Dagon and his hands and his head all break off You'd think God would just, you would think God would just send a lightning bolt down there and tear up but this idol. But they have free will to do this. But, they, but that's the point. They, ha- they know better. always the Philistines point. didn't. Philistines didn't know better at that time. They're not being taught that. But Israel knows better. Israel Judah knows, knows better. better. Israel they knows know better now. They know better here. Mm-hmm. When it when it says, and he, look at verse 9, he not only made them to err, but they did worse than the heathen whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. When they came into the promised land, God had judged the nations that lived there for this very sin. Judah was doing worse. worse. Mm-hmm. Judah was doing worse than what he removed. Imagine how shameful. And the Lord, verse 10, uh, and the Lord spake to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. What, see, I think that's, I think, I don't know, I guess being a minister's wife for so many years, I understand that verse. <laughs> and, because and you why, try to tell just people, just think about the kind of God that keeps hear. speaking, though. Mm-hmm. God keeps speaking. He keeps but speaking. But they don't want to hear, and those people have to, the people You'd think who God are would be like this, me and be sick of them. But he's yeah. not. He keeps trying. And and the ones who are faithful and true and keep sending that message and keep saying these things, like the guy who got shot for preaching on the corner in, Libby, uh, in the United Libby States. was telling us that he was a Cedarville student who's graduated. He had young kids and a family. He's preaching in Phoenix, Arizona, and shot in the head for his trouble for doing that. And you just think this is the same battle we're in. It's the Always same battle we're same. in that that the world is always trying to stop what Christ can do to save it. And the more it tries to stop it, now how many people have heard about this man now? Mm-hmm. So Preaching the gospel terrible, and the message. Of now he you're not going to stop the purposes of He hasn't passed God. away, I don't think. No, but I mean still. But still, how many people now have heard this? Have heard what he was and saying. Have, and have went, huh. One more warning. Yeah. One more person saying, turn, repent, go the Come other on, way. Pay attention. God in his long suffering and his mercy and his grace, who's enduring forever, right? Mm-hmm. Constantly saying, come God back this way. us that we can't hear. Yeah. He speaks to his, he speaks to Manasseh and to mm-hmm. his people, but they would not listen. And then it says in verse 11, wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria. He's working for Babylon now. 
which took Manasseh among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him into Babylon. A lot of people says among the thorns is an expression they used then that they blinded him with metal pokers. Because when they took them among the thorns, that's what that meant. That, take that or leave that. That's not in scripture. But that meant that he was blinded and carried away blind. And this now, this is now what we have here is the Syrians and the Babylonians have gone together, you mm -hmm. said, right? Mm -hmm. They're so the Babylon Babylonians, this is where Daniel and all these guys get carried into Babylon. In after the three, third after capture, the third capture right? Yeah. And it says, and when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God. Huh? What? And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God. Do you remember when we used to sing a song that said, what's that you said, Lord? Are you talking to me? Mm -hmm. Seems the blinder I get, better no, I, I see. see. Mm -hmm. That's Manasseh. Mm -hmm. Manasseh is in affliction. But he knows we think he's blind. His God. He's carried away and he goes, okay, that didn't work. Uh, obvious. <laughs> All that I set up didn't work. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go a little deeper. No, because um, <laughs> that didn't save me. That didn't help me. And here I am at the bottom. Boy, it took him a minute. A he's long at minute. the bottom. After everybody's in captivity, and then it he takes says, him a while. I think I'll seek my God. He besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. I'm and thankful for prayed that. unto him. And God he said, who do you think you're talking to, dirtbag? Look what you've done to... No, he didn't. No. The, Lord, the minute he turned, God showed up. Mm -hmm. He prayed unto him and he was entreated of him and he heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew, he knew that the Lord, he was God. I don't know why we have to go through such terrible things sometimes mm -hmm. to just get to the point where we realize who God is. I, I don't. And then I he tries to fix it. That's the other thing. When you know who God is, then you're going to. You try to repair the damage. You try to go back and do what you can to live for the Lord. You're, and I wonder, Paul said today, if you have received Christ, then walk like it. Mm -hmm. Act like it. Walk in Him. Mm -hmm. That's what Manasseh's doing. Manasseh has realized that God is the only true God. And how gracious God was to show him that and tell him that and now, deceive him. He could be crippled by his guilt because he has children. That are dead, but he's also fixing what but he can he's fix. But he's trying to fix what he can fix. So there's he's a line fixing there Fixing what too. he can fix. Sometimes you can't undo what the past is. There's you consequences. Can't, you can't do anything. You might have consequences. But a gracious God heard him the and second if, he spoke. If it, if the thorns meant blind, he didn't Im immediately see again. No, right? He still Yet he did, but he does. But he does spiritually. Verse 14, now after this he built a wall without the city of David on the west side of Gion in the valley, even to the re-entering at the fish gate, and compassed about Ophel and raised it up a very great height, and put captains of war in all the fenced cities of Judah. He took away the strange gods and idols out of the house of the Lord, and all the altars that he had built in the mountain, in the mount of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem, and cast them out of the city. And he repaired the altar of the Lord and sacrificed thereon peace offerings and thank offerings and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. But Nevertheless, the people did sacrifice still in the high places, yet unto the Lord their God only. And now We're, we're rest, about five minutes over our time, oh, so we're sorry. not going to get into Ammon yet, his son, and how he does. And we're, Josiah, who's a bright spot, we're not going to get into all that yet, but we do have... And we read about his death. But what we do have is the fact that despite the fact that 
God is gracious and merciful and accepts Manasseh and loves Manasseh. It shows up when he calls. There's there's damage to the there's consequences. Always. To the choices that he has made and, and the damage is done. Even though he comes back and does right all the people that he's led astray, they're not there yet. They mm -hmm. haven't been blinded and carried away. They're still counting on this host to save them from the Babylonians and mm -hmm. they're counting they're leaning on the wrong staff, right? Mm -hmm. It's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. So if, if we leave this and we talk about we said we started with Thanksgiving. I am most of all thankful that it isn't God who gives up. That, that God does not give up on us and that in the worst and most horrible conditions that we've caused for ourselves, mm -hmm. God's just like leaning in, Come like on. Mm -hmm. just right waiting to on. hear you say, I need you. I need you. And you are Lord and you are mm -hmm. God and to acknowledge who he is. He's just waiting to bless us. If this you. had been us, I mean, if this had been I us, I would have said, Manasseh, "That's what you deserve." Right? Where you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have. That's Manasseh. what you get. But that's what happens. That's what all the other right. gods that people create get. do because that's they're what they act like do. human beings. Because they because that makes right. sense. No, I can't zap. Right. Right. But that's right. not what God does. That's not who He is. Mm -mm. Right. And I am grateful for a God and he who leans in Himself <laughs> greatly. Right. Greatly, He was in affliction and besought the Lord His God. He knew all along who his God was. I don't know how many people cheered when Manasseh came back into Jerusalem. You know, because sure I want you to angry. think they've been invaded now by the Assyrians on behalf of the Babylonians. Mm -hmm. they, they've been put into pain. They're, they're being controlled. They've lost the wealth and riches. They're in a state. We can't even go to I the bet when he walked in blind and humbled and dirty after being captured, I'm not sure they gave him a parade. I'm sure there were quite a few who said that's what he deserved. But I am pretty sure that when he left this life and he entered into heaven, were David and Solomon and Hezekiah. So and what took you so Jehoshaphat, long? I bet there was celebrating. I bet Daddy went. Mm -hmm. Hezekiah. Yep. I'm so glad that you made that you made it right with God. I am so glad that you figured out who God is, and I just think what always seems like the end of the world here. It's not, not a big deal in heaven. It's not the end of the world in heaven. There's a final say mm -hmm. in these things that is beyond holding on to here. Right? Yep. There's something bigger awaiting us. Something and it is better a hard lesson, awaiting us. And it's a lesson that's hard to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, I it, you shouldn't. I shouldn't All these prodigals. Prodigal after prodigal after prodigal son. And Manasseh, I feel sorry for Manasseh that he has to go through what he does but when he does, he gets the right, mm -hmm. he gets it right. But yeah. Solomon said it's not the way man starts. It's the way he ends. Ironically, Solomon says that mm -hmm. when he ends, he ends it wrong. But, but he said it's the way that you end. It's, it, you are not done yet. Whoever's listening and needs to know that. You are not done yet. God is literally bending over you. If I, could just, if I could make you, that is the truth. Whoever's listening to this and thinking, it's too late for me. I've gone too far. I've done too many wrong things. God don't care about me. I'm outside of where he can ever reach. God is literally bending over you, waiting for you to say, you know what? I believe you're the God of the universe. And I I'm sorry. And I don't want to, I don't know what to Humble do next, yourself. but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do next. God be with me. And Show he's me. not going to just embarrass you. No, he's, he's going to accept you. Mm -hmm. 
and love you and bless you. He's going to do the right thing. And I, we just need to know that. Mm -hmm. God has no trouble understanding that there's more than here. And he has no trouble understanding that because we are Because he's outside but flesh. of here, right? We are but dust. He yeah. knows our frame. He already knows how, how confused we are and wicked we are and all the things that we are. But he is waiting to hear... He's waiting to hear the words. He's long-suffering, which means he puts up gracious, with us. He's merciful, gracious. He's merciful. Mighty. But there is a time when mercy stops, and we are way over time. So sorry, I'm getting the signal. That we All right, signal. All right. Signal. Did you get a signal? I got a signal. Sorry, we got a signal. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. Have a good Thanksgiving this week. Take a few minutes. Take a minute every day to just say thank you, God, for the things that you have. Don't make that just a Thanksgiving thing. Make that an every day of your life thing. He is an awesome God and full of power and light. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battle ready Bible study.